With UPS, Future You gets seriously pumped. As a package handler, you'll have a great job this season. Make up to $20 per hour after bonuses for a 25-hour work week. Future You goes further than you imagine. Find out what you'll become at upsjobs.com. Views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. Our covers on point while others stay struggling. If you don't know, better find out. Main event here to prove a point. Number one, best believe that. Don't turn the dial from the main event. 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 Cause all other shows are irrelevant. Welcome in, wake up 502 is going down the main event sports show, Derby City Game Day. And Coming it to is game day somewhere. Man, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's game day in the Ville, oh, brother. Man, in a major way. It is going down, UofL Duke. taking on the most hated Duke Blue Devils, the rematch of the 1986 National Championship, man. where the Cardinals, along with Ice, Milt Wagner, and Purvis, never nervous. You know, Ellison <laughs> beat Johnny Dawkins and the Blue Devils for their second national championship. And speaking uh, of game day, the actual ESPN college game day is there at. Uh, that's right. What is it called? College Station? What's the name of that? Uh, uh, no, it's uh, Ka- Ka- Cameron Indoor. Cameron Indoor. Okay, I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking. Cameron about. Indoor Stadium, the biggest Cameron dump Indoor. in college basketball. It is, yeah, it is a major <laughs> dump. It, it has all the ambiance, and, and you know, the, you've seen so many great games there, but let me tell you something as somebody who has uh, who kind of cut his teeth in, in recruiting and going. Going around, they used to play a big recruiting tournament there called the Bob Gibbons Tournament of Champions down there in North Carolina. Uh, so you'd be on the uh, campuses of in Durham of Duke, uh, Raleigh of NC State, and Chapel Hill of North Carolina. Um, and they used to play at Cameron Indoor. So the first time I go there, I have like this idea in my mind of just this amazing place. And it's like, wow, I get to go see where Duke plays. It's going to be awesome. I went in there. It looked like a broke down high school gym. No, like, and it's small. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you said that. High extremely school gym, small. Because it's very small. Um, and I was actually blown away by that when I, when I saw how – and I haven't seen it in person. But yes. when I saw some of the imagery, I was like, yo – is that Duke's arena? Yeah, They're like, yeah that's it. That's <laughs> just a famous Cameron Indoor Stadium. Yes, indeed. And like, welcome, 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 Mr. Haven Double H. Man, you uh, know, it reminds me of like Morehouse Stadium. It was like about that same size. Well, it's, like, it's funny. Like the benches have like crazy. gum underneath the seat, underneath the stands and stuff. Like it's it's literally it's a college. I mean, it's just like just, a dump. It well, is, I'm gonna tell you, like they, like they say on the, it looks uh, like a church. It, you know it actually what? looks like an old you know church. on the home show. I'm gonna say they call that character. You yeah. know what? <laughs> it's not a dump. What it is? That's a real vintage. Vi- no, it's not vintage. Yeah. No, that's, but that's, that's a real when you old something. school college. Arena where only students used to go attend. Yes. Like, like, like remember those old days before basketball got to be big money. Of course huh. not, because we were never born before then. Right. Before basketball say. got to be big money, students used to go to the games. Actually, yeah, no doubt. And that's what that's what this is. It, it still is. harkens back to the days when and just Duke's students went has, to the game. As you know, that they have. I mean, they have like the old school trophy case. You know, like the high school trophy case, and they have national in the middle of the hallway Na- with yeah. the light shining. And on they it. have like national championship trophies and players of the year, and you can see all this great. You know, if if that was in Louisville, if that was in Lexington, you'd have like a whole building dedicated to that. Well, Duke, you just have like a little glass sliding door. I actually door, couldn't see it because uh, it would be someplace like in the athletic department yes. only folks that get invited right. to that department actually get to see like the national championship trophies, the Heisman trophies, and what have you. So, I mean, if you ever get the chance, if you're going down today uh, to Cameron Indoor, um, I heard that the uh, on StubHub those tickets for tonight's game are going for over $300 a ticket. 
Um, so it is definitely a tough ticket, one of the biggest tickets of the year. I remember uh, last year uh, Barack Obama went for the Duke versus North Carolina game, uh, the, the game where Zion Williamson tore up his shoe. Uh, right. and, and ended up injuring himself. Uh, they said this is the biggest game since then. Uh, so I would expect that there should be some luminaries and dignitaries uh, on hand tonight. Yeah, uh, somebody for, for else busted out of a shoe earlier this week. It really? was a Nike shoe, yeah, yeah. Well, Nike needs to get that together. Yeah, that, it do. was the Paul George shoes. I don't know what, what it was for the one most recently, but I know Paul George shoe is the one that exploded right. on Zion. So, you know. And Manu, that happened to Manu some years ago. Oh, Genovely, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if, if Manu's putting as much torque on there as Zion, but, you know, Nike needs to get that together. Can't, can't have I, you guys. I had a pair of Jordan 11s. I had a pair well. of Jordan bread 11s that busted open on me. But I, I got them off eBay, so I think I might have just got swindled. I don't want to Is it one sure. of those where you didn't look at the logo? Like, you, you noticed something goofy in the <laughs> logo? Both you know? feet going up like this. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But no, no, no. Uh, I wasn't sure. And I thought they were legit. But, you know, sometimes you have to buy uh, off of the uh, resale market, and you just have to take your chances. Right. And, uh, yeah. Like, hold on, does Jordan have a fro? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's holding the chicken wing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, you know, <laughs> back to that, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I can't remember what was the name. You remember when Michael uh, retired the first time and they started Johnny Kilroy? They had those commercials talking about, I saw Michael, I know he's coming back. Eliza Moore's like, Man, I was playing in the game, and the way this dude dunked on me, the it dude had with to the be right. The, the yeah, yeah, Johnny Kilroy, <laughs> yes. For all my old school basketball heads, y'all remember Johnny Kilroy? That was that, that was classic. Uh, but we, of course, have so much to get into. Into, the, into today, Cardinals versus Blue Devils going down. Uh, cannot wait for that. 6 o'clock tonight, ESPN, the first blockbuster showcase of the year. Um, have that going down. Of course, uh, the uh, championship round, so the AFC and NFC coming up this weekend mm-hmm. as well. Unfortunately, the Ravens will not be a part they of that. They won't be, but there's still some Lamar left to be played. Uh, he announced that he is playing in the Pro Bowl. So we still have some, we some, some Jackson on the field no, to no. see for all of our fans. Number you know eight what? ain't done yet. I there came to a realization last week, fellas, after years of not having a team that I was diehard for, you know, after after my dad retired, after Phil Jackson left the league, <laughs> you know, and, and I was actually enjoying not being a true fan of anybody, you know, in particular to where it hurts you when let, they lose. You let somebody back in, didn't you? Man, you when, back in your heart. when Baltimore lost it, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> I found myself snapping at my son. I'm in there watching the game, the Baltimore game. My son's trolling me. He's sitting there laughing. Hey, Daddy, I think I think they can still come back. I told him, I said, dude, I said, go to your room. <laughs> and I said, he was saying, my son, he, he smacks real hard when he chews gum. I said, quit smacking on that damn gum. <laughs> I'm mad, angry. You, you find yourself realizing, man, I'm passionate about another team. I became a fan. A fan again. It hurt. And the next day I woke up. And still, you know when you wake up the next day, you still got that chip on your shoulder about oh, yeah. the loss? I hadn't felt that in a long time. I was glad. Like, I still support teams. I support support Louisville, support my Hilltoppers, but it doesn't hurt when they lose. Usually I see the flaws. Like, yeah, they should have lost that game. I wish they had won, but I see why they lost. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, so, you know, I mean, it, it's, it definitely was a, a gray and rainy day, a lot like it is today for the Louisville fans and supporters of Lamar Jackson last week as they get did get knocked off by freaking Ryan Tannehill. But we'll, we'll get into that and we'll kind of talk about the AFC championship yeah, game, NFC yeah, championship game. I got some game. major, major uh, Tom Brady news to share with y'all. Right, look, I know some people, Uh-oh. you know, NBA, they got their sources, they got their Wojnarowski and we got our guy. What's the light skinned guy with the uh, red afro? I can't remember his name. Chris Broussard. Broussard sources. <laughs> LeBron's is what I call boy. Yeah, I was Every- outside the home of LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody got their sources, <laughs> man. But look, I got me a new source on Tom Brady. Oh, shout out to my man Ryan at the yeah. AT and T store over in Clarksville, <laughs> Lewis and Clark. Yo, he hit me off with some joints yesterday, oh, really? man. Really? Hey, I got some Tom Brady news for y'all that I don't think Bill Belichick even knows about. I'm telling y'all, man, but we're going to save that to the end That's of the show. Up. Yo, I got some updates, man. Absolutely. Some okay. updates on Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. So, and we, uh, the yes, indeed. Reverend Rail just reminded us, big, big news. The biggest news in tonight. the city. Yes, indeed. Right That's here right. in the 502 is going down. Carlos Dixon. Defending. Unfortunately, he will not be defending. What? His title tonight. Oh, so it's not uh, his, a title fight. His junior featherweight uh, s- silver title uh, the w- from the WBC will not be on. It won't uh, be on the line. It, huh? it, won't, it will not be on the line. Uh, Carlos will be fighting this evening uh, at, at Louisville Memorial uh, the, 
uh, Coliseum tonight. Um, do- doors open at seven, so make sure you get there early and get a great seat because it's going to be ridiculous. All the, I believe, all the tables have already been sold, so you definitely want to get out there early. Um, but uh, Juan Luis Castillo, uh, his. Uh, supposed, uh, you know, adversary tonight came in ten pounds overweight yesterday. Oh, so oh, that's wow. the reason why they canceled the. So it, it he had there has been so Castillo is no longer on the card. Um, there there will be a, uh, there was a replacement that was ready. Um, so he will fight tonight, but it will not be for the title. Um, so that they announced it because of course you come in overweight. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't fight for right, the title. Right, right. So this is nothing on on Carlos. And no, so no, keep that right. in mind because it was a big deal about. The fact that Ali never got a chance to defend his title in Louisville, and this was going to be the first time that a champion had a chance to yes. defend their title here in the yes. city. Yeah, um, this was huge. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. But let's let's uh, let's keep that in, in mind that this was any, uh, anything on the Dixon not at all camp. So let's still get out and support Absolutely. tonight. You know, or regardless, that, you know, title no, fight, no title fight. Let's get out man, and support. Ten pounds overweight. That's yes. big. That's yes. a lot. Like, well, you see and, what I did there? I said yeah. that's big. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> and, and you know what? And a lot of my the, man Rail got it. What, what that tells me about Castillo is, uh, to me, I believe he was maybe trying to step down a weight class. He's probably a bigger guy naturally. And, and what folks don't know is, fighters try to cut quote-unquote cut weight oh, man. When, when they're getting ready to weigh in so they're you know trying to sweat off water weight they're trying to really do a lot of things get on uh you know get, put on the trash bags and get in saunas and trying to drop this weight so my guess is castillo must be a bigger guy who is trying to get down to that junior featherweight uh the weight of, of 132 um so he probably fights at about 145 my, my guess is he probably fights around 145 and he just didn't do a good enough job cutting weight right uh, that's, that's my guess. cut yeah it's that's a, a whole lot of weight. I mean, we saw several fighters try to cut weight, and they do not look yes. like if you when cut you too see much them weight, in the ring. Yeah, you do not look they're not as fast, they're not as sharp. Yeah, and, and, and I they, mean they, Castillo's a guy like and they just don't look the same. When we talked to Carlos last week, he's a guy who's not new to the to the fight game. He's what twenty twenty three and six with like yeah. sixteen knockouts. So I mean, this is not a guy who's a rookie in the ring or somebody who's brand new. So it is shocking that he would miss weight uh, by that much. But they did make that announcement. Uh, 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 Andy Weinberg. Uh, uh, Announced that yesterday. Yeah. So. And folks, we got some people coming in on the text line already. I think this one is in reference to Cameron Endor. He said, There's so much. I think he's talking about uh, the cost of the tickets. Yes. Uh, because only like 15 people are going to, are, are getting in there. That's true. It, it is a it's very small. tight gym. It's a very tight <laughs> gym. I believe Leachers. only six or 7,000 folks can the fit man. in there. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a little man. bitty. Yeah, we got somebody else uh, chiming in. <clears throat> Excuse me. People are sleeping on Kimball. If you know Ball, look at his handles. He gets in the lane anytime. He is a true Upper East Coast type hard nosed player. He's learning to adjust his shot against the lean. Hey, and, well, and, and you know what? That that's one of the things that a lot of people is uh, you know. Lamar Kimball, uh, Fresh Kimball, as they call him, uh, coming out of Philly, uh, you expect a, a inner city, tough, gritty type of guard. And I know early on we didn't see that. A lot of folks don't realize that uh, Kimball had a major foot injury two years ago. Um, last year was his first year off injury as he kind of brought came back from that. And I think the step up in competition as well as still continuing to get over that injury, uh, he started slow this year, but it really seems like he's starting to come into form. We saw him go and play a very good game on the road at Rupp. Um, he played very well on the road at Notre Dame. And then, of course, the, the uh, road game at Pittsburgh uh, this Tuesday. Um, he continued to that uh, game, hit a big-time three in that game. So, yeah, now Fresh is definitely on the way up. He's no longer looking stale. I know uh, Drew Diener uh, and Perrin Johnson said that they weren't going to call him Fresh until he earned it. You know, I, I feel that. Uh, but, I feel but, you know, I, I mean, that that's one of them things where, you know, if, if his mama call him fresh, everybody <laughs> apparently call him fresh. I'm going to call him fresh. Okay, and, and then also from that same texter, plus y'all are the coldest on the airways. Hey, keep them coming, go. folks. Y'all know we, we egomaniacs. Just keep feeding us. <laughs> that's what we, <laughs> we do. Love it. Hey, we and love if, it. if you want to get involved, 502-8150-939 is the call-in line. 3831-939 is the text line if you want to get in and shoot us a text as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And, of course, we are going to break down um, the Cardinals versus uh, Blue Devils. We're going to get into that and much, much more. So, fellas, uh, I know we're coming up. The intro was about 15 minutes, but, you right. know, uh, let, let's okay. kind of – A lot to talk about. Look back before we look forward to the the Duke game, which I guess we'll get into after the break. Um, let's just kind of talk about because I heard a lot of consternation. It's funny. Louisville goes on the road, wins, um, you know, at Notre Dame, a place where at the Joyce Center uh, up there in in South Bend, where Louisville's not had a lot of success. Rick Pitino, I believe, only won 
at Notre Dame once or twice while he was at Louisville. Um, so something that he had not done much. Um, when you talk about going on the road to the Joy Center, getting a win, and then following that up, going on the road to Pittsburgh uh, and knocking off uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers the vaunted uh, in, Pittsburgh in, in Panthers. front of the, the, the Bronx Zoo, which is what they call their student section. Uh, about um, 12 people. It, 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 you know, Maybe 13. But they went on the road. They got it done. And when I continue to look around the country and I see teams like Duke going on the road losing at Clemson, when I see teams going out on the road time after time and losing these games on the road, I was surprised to see that in most of the postgame conversations, fans were upset saying that, you know what, it's not good enough that they won. And and I don't know how to feel about that. Like, to me, you go on the road and you get a conference road win – that's big time. I've always been told that you know one road win, uh, a road win uh, in conference is worth almost two home wins. Ask Kentucky how big it is. <laughs> you know, I mean Kentucky losing on the road at South Carolina is real. Going on road in conference is tough. So I mean, it is like, tough because they they know who you are. But so what's up with our fans then? No, see, I understand Louisville's fans' consternation with this team. I understand, and, and I feel he keeps using fans. that word. Is that a new word? Consternation. You ever got? That's right. Man. <laughs> And and, and and understand, like, their angst. And their angst is because you look at this team and you know there's so much there's so much better than what they're playing. And this kind of frustrates you because you know this is a much better team than what they're playing. You know they have much more talent than what they're showing, what they're displaying. And it just gets frustrating that you just don't see it. You saw it once. You got a glimpse of how good this team could be when you saw them against Michigan State. Michigan. Michigan, excuse me. You saw it once when they played a complete game, suffocating defense, really good offense, and, and you got a taste of, of what they could be, and you haven't been that since, and it's just frustrating. I mean, but Louisville, at the end of the day, that you know, a wise man once told me, "You are what your record says you are." And Louisville was fourteen and three, five and one in the ACC, uh, you know, tied for number one in the conference. That's pretty good. I mean that's 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 not bad, you know. I no, mean, it, it is pretty good. And, and the it, fact it that you don't have a Stephen F. Austin or an Evansville or a South Carolina loss on your resume, Louisville's lost the three teams they lost to. But this is just like a Louisville top last, ten Florida but State. Is, but this is just like Louisville last year. Well, Louisville didn't have any bad losses. Yes, they had maybe one good win last year. No, they had two good wins: North, two good North wins. Carolina, Michigan State. Yeah, okay, two that, big wins. That two good wins last year, yeah. no bad losses. And then it, they were at the end of the season. They were just kind of fair to Midland, and they kind of. Just, so you, you think the fans are maybe afraid that they're going down that same road again? Yes, exactly. Because you, you're seeing it. You're not. You're not. You're seeing improvement, but it's not like a lot of improvement from game to game with the teams. Um, and it has that same feel of last year. You haven't had a bad loss. You had a good win. You haven't played well against the quote unquote elite teams on your schedule. So you're doing what you're supposed to do. But it, it has an eerie feeling like last year, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like our fans need to take a, a Xanax or something and relax. <laughs> yeah, no, no, more, no more death threats, okay? <laughs> and, and, and right. Gentlemen, we have a, uh, our first call on the line. We have uh, Ric Flair joining the show. Woo! Man, <laughs> <the> <laughs> <bit>. Woo! <laughs> I have the privilege to talk to Derek Henry. I was like, big man, to be the man, you have to beat the man. And he was like, nature boy, I can't wait. <laughs> Gentlemen, the Titans are going to go into Arrowhead and pull up set. Titans 31 and the Chiefs are 23. Woo! <laughs> very nice, very nice, it. very nice. I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> Rick Flair coming in. The nature boy. I love it. The, the North Carolina's own nature boy. <laughs> so, so he, he Styled and profile. <laughs> hey, you know what? Riding. Hey, you know? Uh, what, what's jet, jet, jet plane flying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To, to take the ladies to Space Man. Mountain, I know, Mr. Right? Ric Flair. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, but you know what? Hey, Derrick Henry. Everybody has seen. Beast Pulp, mode. Everybody's seen Pulp Fiction, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, Derrick yeah. Henry's the dude that has bad mm-hmm on, on his, his wallet. wallet. Yeah, yeah. I I have to give it to him. He is the baddest man carrying that football. Dude, he's like in the, the first NFL. player. To average like 180 yards rushing in like two playoff unbelievable. games. That's crazy. Uh, unbelievable. That's crazy. 
Like, man, I'm, I'm gonna give him extra. I'm, I'm gonna give him that extra ten yards. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I, I tell you what, I'm not gonna argue with him about it. I mean, I'm like, no, nah, you good. Have that kind of yardage big deal, in the playoffs. <laughs> I ain't arguing with him about nothing. That's crazy. That's crazy. Single handedly said, you know what, Ravens, no. And the last two quarter, the last quarterbacks that won their first two playoff games were throwing under 100 yards, all won the Super Bowl. That's crazy. I mean, that that means you got a very good defense and you have and an excellent running game. running game. And you know what? I can't take anything away from the uh, the Titans. I can't. I can't hate on them. Like it's hard they to went out there point. and won it. Yeah, you, they, they, won they went the out game. there and won it. They took it. They took And the, the Ravens game. didn't play their best game. I, I uh, that but game. But Lamar Jackson did. That game looked a lot like. Lamar at Louisville, where you had Lamar, who was this transcendent talent, who every no, it wasn't that he was pressing. I feel like the the offensive line did not block for him worth crap. They didn't block for the the running backs worth crap. Receivers weren't catching, and the the defense didn't. They did not force one three and out the whole game. It looked like Lamar was back at Louisville, where it was him and everybody else pretty much fell apart around him. And and while he did not have his best game. He played well enough to win if everybody real, real else talk. is playing their, you know their, their best I have game. a different taste. Or at least I, they better. Actually, than. I think Lamar was present at, at the beginning of the game. He got into the game after that, but then it was too late. But Re- Reverend Rail just made a good point that we I want to get into after the break. There we uh, go. So let's go ahead and get into this break. You're listening on 93.9 Neville, Derby City Game Day. Please join us after the break. Welcome back into the main event sports show. Derby City Game Day is going down. The palatial studios are 93.9 The Ville. Uh, coming to you on a rainy, soggy Saturday, Saturday almost afternoon. Uh, it's a lot like last week. I'm getting tired of all this rain on, on a Saturday. Not man. quite we as bad to, as last week. Not, not, not as bad as last week, but still, man. Too much rain in the forecast. We need to open up these skies and uh, let the sun shine. Man, man. I agree. How about that? Uh, but, hey, big shout out. Uh, go Get out to 1101C LaGrange Road. So ninety nine. What what is up with me in the, the numbers lessons? today, man? Ninety nine oh one C Lagrange Road. Hope y'all didn't hear me whispering. To chef's him. cut, <laughs> pizzeria. Our main man, John Rayleigh, the executive chef and architect behind Chef's Cut Pizzeria, wants to let everybody know. Huge, huge announcement. All right, y- y'all ready for this? Get ready. Don't don't drive off the road now. Man, you know, you know be that. careful. Have a nice firm grasp of the wheel. But if you go out to Chef's Cut Pizzeria. And say you heard about Chef's Cut on the main event sports show, Derby City Game Day, 93.9 DeVille. You will get 15% off your order. Yes, indeed. Greedy. 15% get out. Are you serious? Absolutely. 15% off the best pizza, wings, and atmosphere in the city. Yes, indeed. Go out there. Tell Chef John you heard about him on on ninety three nine Deville uh, on Derby City Game Day fifteen percent off your order so make sure you get out there once again just a big shout out to Chef's Cut Pizzeria and everything that they do for the main event sports show and continue to be a great and strong and a good partner yes, uh, with us so definitely appreciate Chef John for that uh, but let's go ahead fellas. So we've already discussed kind of the consternation, as you like to call it, and the uh, apprehension of the Louisville fans and and the fear factor of, you know, is this going to be another year? I I do understand that they want to be back. You know, they're upset. I think me personally, like, I don't think it has nothing to do with that. I feel like people are really in their feelings because they lost to Kentucky. That's very true. And and I think that has a lot to do with it. I don't think that helped. Yeah, it definitely did. And it it didn't help because this was the year you thought – you actually had an advantage yeah. against Kentucky. You had a deeper team. Yeah. Your team was just as talented, especially coming into that game. And then you back it up by losing to Florida State on top of that. Which yeah. didn't help. And that just kind of kicked them off the deep end. So, I, I mean, I understand um, what, where that concern's coming from. It seemed like every game that Louisville fans kind of circled on their calendar, starting with Texas Tech, then Kentucky, um, losing both of those games that they had circled on their calendar and then backing that up with the loss to Florida State really has them going crazy. Well, we have another text in on the text line that chimes in on this perfectly. Uh, okay. Hey, main event, this is uh, this year's Louisville's basketball season is different from last year because college basketball is almost on an even kill. 
there is no monster team this year. What do you all think about? I, I completely agree oh, with you that. You oh, see yeah. the opportunity in front all of you. All the talent has gone to the NBA. Absolutely. I, I think when you see the opportunity in front of you and you know you have a chance to do something special, there's a lot on the line. You feel like you got all them chips pushed to the table right now. Because it feels like that you have a Final Four talented team. They just seem to can't get it together. And that's what's so frustrating. You know that the talent, the depth is there to make a deep run, but they're just not like. But you know, they're what? just not playing like I want. Like one night, Fresh has a good game. The next night, you know, Jordan has a good game, and then it seems like, but nobody has a good game at the same time for multiple games together. So it just has an uneasy feeling about this squad. And that that's, you don't know and that's what how you're it's get. been. That's how it's been, Haven. It's been that way ever since they lost their number one seeding for being on the top. They have not found their edge since. And don't think that they're going to find it in Cameron Indoor. I'm sorry. Do not think that they're going to go down there in Durham, North Carolina, and take out the Duke Blue Devils. It's not going to happen. I mean, I look at it like it's this. It's not. I just want to point it out. Like, I, all point I heard about. The doors of the you church know, are open. Right, right after Louisville <laughs> lost. Reverend Rail, folks. From, from number one, all I heard about was how great Ohio State was. Ohio State this, Ohio State that, and they, they look like they're the best team. Right now, Ohio State's sitting at two and four in the Big Ten. So, Louisville's not – like, this is not some disease that Louisville has that every other team does not. There are a lot of teams that people thought were really good that are playing much worse than Louisville. Let's look at Michigan State. Let's look at Ohio State. There's a lot of teams and that have lost to let's bad look, let's teams. Let's look at Kentucky. Look at Kentucky. I you mean, know, that's, that's my point. So, I don't know why we are so but, – But that doesn't, invalid, you know, that doesn't invalidate Haven's point. But the, 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 what should be added on to that is that there are a lot of teams – who are Final Four caliber that aren't playing up to their absolutely, you know, up to their expectations. I think that I think you could argue for forty different teams making yeah, a run. Yeah, yeah. So the, the question is going to be is who's going to find their groove? Yes, because that, that's what it's all. That's that's what it's going to come down to, in my opinion. And you know what? The teams that usually make that push are teams that have that get better throughout the year. Teams that have young players that become more and more important, and that kind of runs me into talking about this David game. Johnson is Louisville found. A lot of answers on the road in a tough environment on the road versus a Pittsburgh team that seemingly could not miss. They were banking in three-point shots at the end of the game, and they found a young man in David Johnson, the freshman from Trinity High School in Louisville, uh, who figured some things out. And Coach Mack allowed to play through some mistakes um, and rewarded Louisville by coming out uh, you know, with eight points, uh, four assists, three rebounds, and just huge, huge plays down the stretch of that game. Um, this is the type of thing that you want to see as a team because you do want your team kind of building and then playing their best basketball as you get into February heading into March. Um, what did you guys think about David Johnson's play, the fact that Coach Mack is allowing this young man to get out there, seemingly make some mistakes, and now he's starting to reward Louisville with some big-time play. What, what did you all think about his performance? This is what Louisville needed. I mean, and I said this before, college basketball is a guards game. You're not going to go very far without good guards. And Louisville needed that guy that can get to the rim and finish from the guard position and also you know, knows how to pass the ball and initiate the offense. And David Johnson is, is the best answer we have. He's the best weapon that kind of fits that mold to kind of get things going. So as the season progresses, as he gets more of his win back, because I understand with his shoulder injury, at the beginning of the season, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. So he's, he's getting back in shape. He's actually, you know, playing a lot of minutes now. He's playing against tough competition. And almost as, had the highlight reel dunk of the year, he did. by the way. Yeah. He tried to baptize the Pittsburgh big man. And I knew David could jump, but I didn't know it was like that. And the young man actually jumped so high, he threw the ball off the back heel of the rim. He got so high, he almost overdunked right. the yeah. ball. And, and I think as, as he progresses, this team will get better. And I, I think you actually see this team kind of settle down and become more consistent. William, would you start him? Uh, yes, and here's the thing. I, I, I actually think that Rick Mack is listening in on our show. I think that Coach Rick Mack is listening in because he is starting to do the things that we're suggesting. You think we're the secret weapon? We're the secret weapon. <laughs> you put the best players, the, the play, you put the players on the floor that are going to give you the best opportunity to win, regardless of who they are, what classification they are. If you're giving us the best opportunity to win, they need to be on the court. I mean, it's what we talked about, the talent. Sometimes you have guys that just can do things that other guys yes, can't indeed. do. And, and I would love to see Samuel Williamson play more. Um, 
Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, um, Sam has not made the steps and the progressions defensively. He's actually gone backwards. That, that, that I, well, I, I don't know if he's gone backwards offensively. I think offensively he's doing some decent things. But the problem is he's getting lost on defense way too much. Like he's running away from his man on defense because he's getting confused. When do I switch? Uh, when do I help and then get back? Those types of things he is still really struggling with. And until Sam gets there, and I think they're going to continue to play him, but until you do that, I, if I'm Chris Mack, I can't even give him big minutes right now. Another thing, for real, y'all need to go into that press defense. Y'all really need to put an intense defense on people. You have to do that against Duke. You're going to have to press them full court. Well, that's not going to happen. You're going to have to press them. You're going mean, to have to. Well, it's, if you're if you going to say that they're not, that's going to have to happen. That's I don't, a loss. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that's just not that's not the pack yeah. line. And, and unfortunately, and not necessarily, I won't say unfortunately, Coach Mack just has a different philosophy. He believes in stay in front of your man, uh, make it difficult once you get near the three-point line, and don't give up second shots. Now, that last part, don't give up second shots, Louisville has not been nearly good enough keeping guys off the offensive backboards. Like, they've given up a ton of offensive. I believe they gave up 17 offensive rebounds to Notre Dame yeah. last and, week. And what? honestly, that's how Duke plays basketball. They play inside out. Yeah, Vernon carries a monster. They go, they go right in the inside yeah. and, and let you and let you get it. They're going to bang on you. Yeah. And then as soon as you drop down like you're going to defend them, they got sharpshooters on the outside. So they're going to have to figure out a way to stop that. They If they can't, if they can't stop the inside-out game, they're going to lose against Duke because Duke has more than one solid three-point shooter oh, that absolutely. is nice from the perimeter. Even some guys come off the bench that are good. So I just suggest that they be ready to play press or trap defense. I mean, I understand that's not his philosophy, but he might need to pick up a new philosophy to pick up this victory. And by the way, before I go, shout out to my man Kevin. Much appreciated support, my guy. There it is, absolutely. Uh, and, and you know what? I agree with you, Rel, because you cannot allow Duke to get hot from the perimeter. Uh, no. I, I think that that's the tough challenge is that you have Vernon Carey, a big man who can dominate. He's probably the best. Um, now that the, the, the young man at uh, Memphis has decided that he's going to uh, get ready uh, for the NBA draft, um, Carey is the best big man, young big man in college basketball. He's a guy who can finish with his left hand, right his hand. right hand. He's a monster on the offensive boards, and he's absolutely a load. So it'll be interesting to watch kind of the matchup because I think size-wise – Enoch versus Carey is going to be a clash of titans. You're talking about two mammoth two big guys. human beings that are going to be banging against one another. If Louisville can play him straight up one-on-one -on -one and keep Carey from being super effective in the paint, he and Malik Williams, if they can do that, that's going to spell a long way to Louisville victory because I think Duke would struggle a bit to get their shots off if they aren't having to double team, because that's basically what they feast on all year long is give it to carry, force a double or a triple team, and then kick it out to those shooters. Right. But also to me, for, for Louisville to have a really good shot in this game, they have to play with intensity at least 37 minutes. Louisville has a, tensity, has a propensity, should I say, to play hard in stretches. Like they'll play hard for like the first five minutes, take their foot off the gas, try to get the momentum back in the second, like in the middle of the second half. And you just can't do that. You have to play hard at least 37 minutes. You can't take the five to ten minute stretches off that Louisville has done this year. You're going to have to play hard the whole game. If they play hard, if they play hustle with a lot of hustle and with that edge that we saw against Michigan – I think Louisville could win. Yeah, we got uh, somebody chiming in on the text line in response to Rail saying that Louisville doesn't have a shot in hell to win down tonight. <laughs> Kevin, he said, hey, hey, main event, tell my man Louisville is going to win tonight by seven. David Johnson is going to continue his great play from Pitt. Enoch will handle Duke big man, handle Duke's big man. Mm. Hey, my man, wake <laughs> up from your dream, okay? <laughs> I mean, I understand you're a Louisville fan and everything, but I'm a realist. And being real with you, they might lose by seven in Cameron Indoor. Just like I told y'all about Corrupt Arena, they do the same thing down in Cameron. Yeah, well, you well, know what? Well, I, I'll say this. When we talk about being a realist, you got in, real, in reality, sometimes things happen one way, sometimes they happen another. Louisville's got a chance to win. They have a chance. Duke's been, play, Duke's been playing streaky. They have a small chance. That's all they need. In Cameron Indoor, yeah, it's going to be hard. Two chances to win. Now, 
Yeah, yeah, but was, I got you. But but I I, I, I I will tell you this is that Coach Mack seemed to have a very good game plan last year. I mean, everybody always talks about the comeback that Duke made in that game. Uh, but Louisville seemed like they had something for everything that Duke wanted to do. Duke couldn't get a shot. That uh, they really did a great job. Hey, why, guarding why, how about we just actions. not talk about that? Well, game. no, because I, I think that when you uh, talk uh, about Rocky, if well, you no, try, wait, 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 are you trying to pull positives out no, of that I'm game, talking, Rocky? Yeah, he is. That's not. How about we just not mention it? No, well, I'm gonna talk about it because I thought that the game plan was excellent. I thought the game plan going hmm. in on how to attack the Duke defense was very good. I thought the game plan about how they were going to guard the um, offensive sets and the actions of what Duke wanted to do were very good as well. I mean, you can talk and, about the fact that you know what? At the end of the day, and then they, they went to the locker room. What two of the top three draft picks? They went to the locker and, room and drew up another game uh, plan and, and for three second of, half. Three of the top. Like, all right, nine. so what we're gonna do? Right, we're gonna hey. go back out there. Okay, and we're just gonna stop playing. Okay, well, all right, on, on and, three. And I'm, I'm, unfortunately, <laughs> it happened. You know what? And, and that's what happened. You, you know, Cameron and Cameron showed up, and yeah. RJ Barrett showed up, and Zion Williamson showed now, up. Now, let me ask you a question. Was it more of those guys showing up, or, oh, is it more, or, or is it more of Louisville taking a foot off the gas Louisville. I mean, after he got the big lead? Tuck their heads. R.J. Barrett bounced the ball between the legs shells. behind him to about a 35-footer from Cam Reddish that went down. I mean, them dudes got hot. And, and you and know, Louisville, Louisville got cold. Louisville ran out of gas. They ran out of steam. And at the end of the day, when you're starting Kristen Cunningham and some of these other guys, Louisville just didn't have the talent. And once that momentum started going, they couldn't stop that ball from rolling downhill. So you know, but I am just literally talking about the X's and O's of the game plan. I really like the game plan and what I saw from. Uh, Coach Mack. So he needs to go out there and yes, you need to play a full 40 minutes. That's going to be the key for Louisville, but I think that the game plan can once again be solid, but you know like Rail said, it's going on down in Cameron, Cameron Indoor. That's a whole different monster. Two, get two chances to win, slim and none. That slim is your only hope. <laughs> there it is. Hey, you know what? You listen to Derby City Game Day, man. It's going down here. 93.9 as we vibe into a little bit of Jay-Z as we hit the break. Hey, Rashawn, Will, Haven, Rail, we'll be back. Welcome back to Derby City Game Day. The, one of the things I love, fellas, about uh, doing radio is when we sit in here in the breaks and we have these conversations. We had all kinds of conversations. All we had NBA place. conversations, college football conversations, so many NFL. things going on. Oh. NFL. Big shout out to LSU. Joe Burrow. Got it. Has done. the Heisman Trophy. Gets the big stogie. In the in the uh, locker room after the game, while one of his teammates who was smoking was getting harassed, I'm not gonna talk about why that happened. Man, that may <laughs> be like one of the greatest college football teams of all time. And Odell Beckham absolutely losing his mind. Passed like, out money. <laughs> I don't know. Slapped a, a, a police officer on the butt. Now he's got an arrest warrant <laughs> out for him. Giving money to players live out on the field. Like Odell, like this I, don't, is Miami. I don't know if he was on that scissor. I don't know if he was on he was drinking the purple drink. I don't know what it was, but whatever he Had was too drinking. Too much fun on Bourbon Street. He, he needs to slow that on down because like you're you're tripping. Like, Babe, come on, man. Big up to Odell was tripping. Good Lord. I don't think he was. I know we're going to get a lot YBD, of people, but he might be my YBD. No, no. And, 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 <laughs> I'm going to tell you why he didn't get it. Because what Odell was doing was trying to distract the police officer to keep him from harassing that player. That's why he did what he did. Now, why he was in there passing out hunting? Dude, he was celebrating. His team had on just won. On the field, though. Like, they went to the locker room and there were no cameras around. Like, Odell was on some. I don't know what he was on, but he was on something. No, I'm not like, going to disagree with that. He was celebrating because the season was so bad in Cleveland. He's like, yes, I'm finally a winner again. Right. You know, he just got a little overexcited. Because that, that cop wouldn't let them live. Like, dude, chill out, man. Right. Let these kids. Well, you know that, what I mean? Yeah, while, while yeah. Bur Burrow was enjoying his, nobody did nothing to him, though. Well, another but reason. Like Forty years old, dude, too, man. He's like, dude, he's like understand? That's why I'm you coming. Got, he's got legal. Officer Gillespie over. So, so you got uh, Chief Wiggum PI over here. 
uh, harassing the one kid, and Odell was trying to to create a diversion. Yeah, like, dude, leave that kid alone. Absolutely. So but you, you know, he'll take that little misdemeanor hey, arrest. Whatever. Kids out there, please don't be like Odell and slap a cop on his butt. Please, like, don't don't do that. It's gonna get you thrown in jail, man. That's that's that's. I'm not listening smart. to Blue Oyster Club. But right. Hey, but you know what? Shout out to LSU, man. Y- y'all fellas did y'all thing. That that team was super talented. That being said, I don't know if I'm Cincinnati, if I'm liking Joe Burrow as the number one pick. I'm Dude, just going to let you, you know. you have to take Joe Burrow's number one pick. I, if Tua Tagovailoa had not gotten hurt, I think I'm still taking Tua with my number one pick. Really? Real Over talk. Joe? Yeah. Like, but Joe Joe scares me. Anytime a guy kind of comes out of the blue and is all of a sudden like really good, but it's the only time we've ever seen him, that really scares me. Like in terms of their future potential moving forward, that scares me. So, are you afraid he's going to turn into Andy Dalton? <laughs> he could be. He could be the next Andy Dalton. But I mean, what, which what, what, is, what, the Red and, Rocket was okay. What the difference is, Andy Dalton at least had. But had it's like years the commercial. Is it just okay? Yeah, he's okay. I, just, I mean, I don't Andy, know. Andy was he, he was all right. Like, in does NFL? anybody in this room feel like Joe Burrow's like a lock superstar in the NFL? Like it? I don't feel that. Like, do you feel that? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I, I honestly think that his skill set will transfer very He's well solid. to the NFL. And I think especially the type of offense that the Bengals run, I think he'd be a great fit for that scheme. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, like – That's just me. Because I know you talked about the kind of some of the signal callers coming out. I think the Trevor Lawrence next year in the draft, I think that that next year recruiting class well, – Wait, this year, you know, <laughs> don't forget, this year you still have uh, – uh, you have, like you said, Tua coming out. Yes. Jake Frome from Georgia is coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know. I, like I, I don't know. This this quarterback class leaves a little bit to well, be desired. Well, while we're talking man. about the NFL, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, I have a new source. Uh-oh. Okay, okay, oh, yes. Awesome. Tom Brady. Oh, ahead, Should we call ahead, him Deep Throat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's my uh, man. No. <laughs> my man Ryan at the AT&T store over on Lewis and Clark Parkway yes. in Jefferson, in Clarksville. He told me that he – has knowledge that Tom Brady has actually moved out of his suite in the what is it Foxborough? Yes, yeah. That he has taken everything out of his uh, suite in Foxborough, and that he knows for a fact that Belichick actually tried to have Tom Brady traded during the season. It wouldn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. Now, I I, now how he knows this stuff, I don't know. He said he's a huge Patriots fan and he's been following Tom Brady his whole career, and that Tom Brady it might even end up in Cleveland. It's what this well, young man told me. Well, I, I will say this. I would if Jimmy Garoppolo was still the backup quarterback for the Patriots, they probably would have traded Tom Brady to begin the season. Well, this is why Tom Brady forced uh, you know, Kraft to go ahead and make that move. Of course, he because Jimmy he knew G Jimmy G, G was his replacement. Yeah. Belichick was like, I got him. That was still to me the dumbest move that the Patriots ever made, in my opinion. You, you don't trade away talent like that. Uh Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I, I think Brady would be gone. I think that I would have to agree with that. I, I think that there were a couple of very good quarterbacks on there. Now you have, you know, Bums uh, Slazinski on the bench. Because Jimmy G's balling in Absolutely. the 49ers. Absolutely. Brady Jimmy G probably ma- moved out of his suite to go get a bigger house. I mean, and you know what? I think long term this might be what the biggest downfall of the Patriots. It could be. It could be the biggest downfall. I mean, trading Jimmy G away could Man. pay huge, you know, that could be that could cost yeah. them huge. Yeah, I think it will cost him No huge. Tom Brady, Patriots won't even see the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, especially no. um, when I don't know if there's a clear guy out there uh, that they can go grab. Um, I think that they, they have to make a Belichick move. They Belichick before they trade Brady. <laughs> I'm going to go that far. I mean, <laughs> I, I think Brady's done. He's old. I mean, I, I think, you know. Uh, uh, Robert for, Kraft is taking the Jerry Krause approach. <laughs> for <all the> time <laughs> to is, dealing is, with for, the Patriots, I can do it again. For, I'll build you up again. Yeah, no. Y'all go on and leave. <laughs> ask ask uh, ask him about the Cowboys Man. after uh, after Jimmy Johnson left. Yeah, the like, Cowgirls. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 always tough to replace the greatest. You, you lose all, Troy Aikman, and it, it always it's always tough. Know. But honestly, I, the Patriots had the number two guy with Jimmy G. He they was did. there. They had him. They had him. And, and, when, him and once he left, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, who's actually a pretty decent quarterback. They said that Belichick almost left over that. Uh, I believe uh, it because uh, that trade. Jimmy G was the heir apparent. I mean, he was going to be that seamless. guy. It was going to be seamless. It was going to be seamless. And it would have kept right on going. He would have been just winning. like the, 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 when, you know, the 49ers finally had to let Montana go and Steve Young stepped into there. And he didn't lose a beat. And did not miss a beat. It would have been just you know. like when 
New, it would have been just like when the New England Patriots had to replace Kevin Drew Gogan. Bledsoe. Uh, with, with Tom Brady. Well, yeah. Uh, I, actually, that was a step up. That was a <laughs> That was a market improvement because Drew Bledsoe was he was suspect. Even though nobody Bledsoe really, was a good quarterback in his earlier years. I mean, as he got Bledsoe older, was okay. Did, Bledsoe was okay. He, he, he I mean, was he was okay. But the thing that Bledsoe did not have that Tom had was that ability to finish and the yeah. guy to, and that ability. Like, like, that Bledsoe had instinct. an arm. He had that clutch gene, man. Now, I give Bledsoe credit. He had a cannon for an arm. Yes. But as far as like he always put up great numbers. Yeah, he put a great number. But as far as like reading defenses and getting your guys in position to win, Tom was the master. Yeah, and I think of Jimmy course. G would have been just like that same dude. Absolutely. But Tom came out of a solid college system too that taught him how to do that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, at Michigan, you know, the, it, it's Tom Brady was a seventh round pick for a reason, and, and I think that they kind of found money. They, they they caught fire. They got it done. But you know what? Let's talk about, really quick, I know we got to get to the YBD. Let's talk about the, the, the divisional championships, uh, AFC division championship, the Titans, the upstart Titans, sixth seed, trying to make a uh, you know New York Giants-esque run as the sixth seed going all the way to the championship. Can they do it again? Can they knock off Kansas City? I mean, Kansas City almost lost last week uh, to, not to, really. to the Texans. They were down they, 24 nothing. Do but here's the thing, though. They erased that in one quarter. They cannot get down 24 nothing to, to, to the uh, Tennessee Titans. Well, it tends to run down their throat. Exactly. Like no, I, I don't think you, you, you can know repeat that. You know what's you coming. Know. Well, I will say this. Uh, I am pulling for Patrick Mahomes. Um, even though I don't, I'm not sure that they can really get with Tennessee. My new Mahomes. Mahomes. You ensuring his Mahomes and all. Uh, you know, I just I want to see that young man be great. Yes. Uh, you know, for several reasons, and I, I hope that they're able to make it happen. Uh, on the other hand, uh, it would be nice to make a quick trip down to Nashville. We've seen teams like the Titans win championships yeah, yeah, before. Oh, they, the Ravens. They, they, they had a <laughs> Trent Dilfer. They, Absolutely. They, they, they two and a half horrible. hours down the road. And, Brad uh, Johnson and the and the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To party. Y- y'all not listening to me, Absolutely. man. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Rail is the only one shot that hey, uh, gets hey, where I'm going the, with this. The, the party is, you know. And Nash Vegas would be real. It would be insane. Absolutely. Okay. And I would go down there because, dude, uh, dude, Nashville, what? Na- ha- Nash Vegas, I'm telling you. Well, this city has blown up like it. Yeah. In the past 15 years, dude, Nashville went from being a ghost town. Yeah. To people partying in the streets like on a regular night. No, that's, that's, that's real talk. curse words. Can you? <laughs> right. I mean, the Nashville Predators is on the come up. They they, they went so crazy. This over is the on a look. Crazy. So can you imagine what it would be cool. like down there? Super Bowl. I'm listen, Tennessee. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if you won. That's all. Just let me say that. There it is. I mean, and I think that you know Ryan Tannehill's the perfect dude to become the next no name Super Bowl quarterback. Of like, course, <laughs> that he fits the mold. So, you know, I, I think that we, we could see that happen. Do I think that's going to happen? I feel like Kansas City is not going to allow themselves to get down like that again. Like, no. I, I just – I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think Kansas had that one that, that that one flip up. Yeah. In that first half, they got down 24 nothing. The lights went on. I think the lights going to stay on. They should take care of business. Right. Yeah, they I should I'm going for Kansas City. Take care of business. So, so on the other side, the 49ers and Packers. That's going to be a brawl. Now that when they when they met the first time, the 49ers had their way with them. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think Aaron Rodgers, you got Adams. They're trending. I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going to go with the 49ers myself. Myself. Yeah, I I think that 49ers defense, man, is real. And tonight in the I'm fight. I'm going against you guys. I'm going Green Bay. That's what I okay. think Aaron's going to do his thing, man. That's gonna see. And tonight, of course, I'm going with our man Carlos Dixon. Yes. You know, no uh, I think Carlos is gonna Third do his thing. Knockout, baby. Yes, indeed. We had somebody else just chimed in in reference to the weight dropping on the fighting. He said on the other end of the dropping weight, this is from the text line. I can't believe Connor is jumping up to 170 for tonight's fight. Connor McGregor is also fighting tonight. Yeah, so that's, that's crazy. Be, that's a pretty big, big night deal. To fight. Connor Very better hope deal. he's quick, man. He he, oh. he better have his quick. And before we get to you, big dummy, said, I just want to give a big rest in peace to Rocky Johnson. Yes, indeed. Follow right. uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock time. Johnson. Uh, then uh, also we are definitely pulling for our uh, Cardinals uh, today down in Cameron Indoor. Got a couple people chiming in on the line. A text line in reference to that. Coach Mack will play the same game plan from last year's Duke game. The difference from last year will be. Well, uh, we have a better point guard that will turn that will not turn the ball over. Christian said he played a bad game, uh, and also uh, someone saying that uh, Nor Nor owes us a big game from his no show at UK tonight in the cards. It, it's the cards winning. There you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. They but come. now, 
Folks, what it is about for? that time. It is about that time. Don't make that voice again. I'm hey, doing a uh, chair dance running man right there. That's my groove right there. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this week's YBD goes to none other than Kyrie the Cancer Irving. What do you want, you big dummy? Kyrie had the best job in the history of the NBA. He was in Cleveland getting paid like crazy with no expectations to win. His only job was to put on a show every night for the fans. Every night. Why? Because he had excuses. The team was terrible. And everybody knew it. In comes King James with championships. <laughs> with championship aspirations. Now there was pressure to win. So they start winning. A championship at that. Kyrie responds by requesting a trade. Now Kyrie is on his second team since leaving Cleveland, leaving a trail of dust along the way. He is now in Brooklyn, throwing his entire team under the bus, including Kevin Durant, who is not even active at the moment, <laughs> while also cussing out reporters. You big dummy. Kyrie had a interview the other day and cursed on live TV, uh, a la LeBron James. But as we have discussed here in the and studio, Shaq. don't forget Shaq, Shaq did it too. LeBron, Kyrie Irving is not LeBron James nor Shaq. And for Shaq, that we're reason, live on the air, Shaq. I don't give a yeah, right. <laughs> LeBron, listen, Kyrie, you you got what you asked for. You wanted to be leading your team. You are now leading your team. Wherever they go, whatever comes of it. Take responsibility for it. And don't take it out on other people, you big dummy. Hey, what you do should, you want, you big dummy? He should have stayed in Boston. <laughs> At least stay in Boston, man. They had more talent in Boston. They didn't want him. Come on, man. They actually didn't want well, him. Well, that's because he told him, like, at the beginning of the year, yeah, I'm not coming back next year. Like, when you do that before the season even starts. You know what? I wouldn't play him at all. Come all on, right? man. You're causing problems. Merry Christmas. Absolutely. He's getting what he deserves, man. Very hey, much so. Big shout out to Louisville on the road in Durham tonight, man. Bring it on home, fellas. Uh, I want to see David Johnson just continue uh, to make that step up. I do think that Duke, uh, unfortunately, will get the win because I think that Vernon Carey is going to get Steve Enoch in foul trouble. And Malik, when he get close to the rim, it's okay to dunk it. Absolutely. It's okay to dunk it, man. Just do that for us. Just get angry and flush it. Worst thing for the cards, Duke losing at Clemson. Shout out to the Bloom Bulldogs, my daughter's team. They won this morning in Gold, Shally Baptist Church, Pacers. My son's game is up now. Hey, remember, hey, main event sports ain't nothing to wit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember going that. out on that Wu-Tang. I love it. There we go. Hey, like we like to end every show. Without any struggle. There is no progress. Peace. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com.